yeah. Because it's been successful. Right. To see if you pass it, say no. <laughs> Just say no. Right. So so you count it all joy, right? When you, when you know that you have, when you stand fast in liberty, where the Lord has made us free. So I suppose count it all joy if you stand. Right. And you don't give in to the temptation. Right. So you're just, shoot, I dodged that bullet. Right, because the enemy will, will try. You know, I used to hear people, uh, someone say, well, the enemy will come and if you don't like apples, they come with oranges. And, but the way they said it is like eventually they're going to come with something that you like. No, the enemy can come with all kinds of diverse temptations, but within yourself, if you know who you are, this is where uh, the heart comes in. You know, this is where you get your understanding of your self-awareness of who you are. It comes from your heart. If you know who you are, you know that you are a child of God. When the enemy presents something that, that threatens that is contrary to that, you, you won't receive it. Yeah, I was reading down here in my, my study Bible the notes it had. It says, how can joy and trials coexist? The one experiencing the trial knows that the end result is a stronger character and faith. James says patience is developed through trials. God gives believers the ability to endure with patience, and the testing de develops patience and a stronger faith. It's a lifestyle that leads to a mature and whole spiritual journey. Mm -hmm. So what I think of is, uh, you know, people say, I'm never going to do that, but I'm thinking never say never because you don't know yourself sometimes. Never right. say never because, you know... You can, only, you can only say never as in Christ Jesus. See, your heart, within your heart you have your awareness of who you are. Uh, that's where we get our identity. If you identify yourself and align yourself with Christ's word. And now, uh, if the temptation comes from the Lord, like the trying of your faith, the Lord allows you to be put in a trial, not making a sin appealing, but you're actually in a trial. You're in a spiritual warfare. You can count that all joy too. Just like uh, when the boys had uh, to face Nebuchadnezzar, fiery furnace, uh, when Daniel had to face uh, Darius, lion's den, when uh, Paul was brought before the, the magistrate, you know, and they were beaten and then they were told, don't go about preaching, you know, uh, and Peter and them. It's just like, that type of temptation where the enemy uh, tries to discourage you in living holy. Those type of temptations that come from the Lord which could try your faith. You know, and the type of temptation which comes from the world to try to make sin look as if it's worth falling for. You know, those type of things. When you recognize the enemy and you stand fast, you know, you kind of joy. When you recognize that the Lord uh, is using you so that your light shines and that the world can see the light shining in you, you count it joy. Okay, so where we left off last week was uh, talking about temptations and what could be the different temptations. You know, Satan tempting you to sin or your uh, trial, spiritual tests and trials. Um, it could be standing fast because you're being persecuted because of the gospel. Right. Um, but what I had a question about is, could it be a natural problem, such as um, <clears throat> financial problem, or could it be like, you know, people have family problems, or people going through divorce, or 
or even a, a, an illness, and, um, a sickness, could that be considered a temptation? A right. temptation? If, it, if it tries your faith. Because who would uh, or we'll try know, one person's faith by not trying others? Sometimes you fall into a bout of depression, mm -hmm. and you don't feel like you can get out of it. You don't see any way out of it. But that could be a... A, a trial until you, until you begin to pray your way through it. So temptation, so it's what you do while you're in the middle of that temptation. Whether it's the sickness, you feel like maybe God's not going to heal me, or maybe I'm never going to get any better, or and then or depression, or uh, financial uh, straight, really bad financial problems, or family problems. Which, which, which tries your faith. Which, you know, it's what you do while you're going through it as long as you don't give up on God. Is right. that what it is? Right, it's trying, right. When, as long as it's trying to, the situation is getting to the point where it causes you to question your faith and your trust in the Lord or in His Word. Or you lose hope. Right, which is the same as losing trust. So you, you know God said He'll supply your needs. You know the Lord said, ask what you will. You know these things, but while you're going through the trial, you don't want to do like Esau. You know, you don't want to have temptation. No, despising God's word. Like he said, he said, uh, what good is this uh, birthright going to do me? I'm like, I'm dying of, uh, of hunger. So what good is this birthright going to do me? So you don't want to get to the point where you're going through a trial and you're saying, what good is uh, trying to live holy or trying to walk upright, what good is that going to do me? Because the trial is so great in your in a person's estimate that they feel like salvation is not worth uh, is not is not worth the, the sacrifice. You you But I think at the time people aren't really thinking uh, in terms of uh, salvation or eternal life. I think they're not thinking in terms of uh, I'd rather spend the rest of my days in hell instead of in heaven with the Lord. Well, I don't think people think no, because those are the, the blessings. Like Esau, he wasn't thinking, I'm giving up my blessing. He thought he could retain his blessing and give up his birthright. I, I, I'm thinking that people, when they say, they, they may not come out and say, well, what good is it doing me to wait on the Lord? They might just say, I'm not waiting anymore. And which is the, the same principle, and then they just go in their own way, and just without asking or acknowledging the Lord. In which case, you know, uh, if a person recognizes, if I move now without asking the Lord, I, I, I know that I'm going to be in self. Like, I can recognize when I'm in self. And so I have to take some steps back, because I, I can tell when, I, when it's me, not the Lord. You know, I can tell when I'm about to make a decision, so I have to step back. And because it's so easy if a person doesn't keep their mind in their heart, like basically uh, stayed on the Lord, where they would try to fix something themselves if they fall into a, 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 a situation that's so uncomfortable for them that they feel like they can they they have the solution. So at what what point do you count it all joy? At what point during your test or your trials or the temptation or the sickness 
I think it all was free. I mean, it's all, you, I mean, it's I think hard, it's, isn't it? I think, but it is hard, but I think what a person ends up doing is even in the midst of that, they give the Lord the praise. Because, I, because with the joy, see, when he says count it all joy, I think he, the joy he's talking about when we say the joy of the Lord is my strength, I think when we look to the Lord and we get to praise him, when we count it joy, we get strength in the midst of our so it's not temptation. what uh, some people might think that it's yay, and you're no. all excited, and you're, you're happy, and nah. I mean, you could be in the middle of something, I don't think so. tears and stuff, but inside your heart, you rejoice you're in the Lord. grateful for what God is doing for you and how he's going to bring you out. Right, and you, and you praise the Lord, and you look to the Lord, and you give him the glory, and you make your boast in him, and you exalt him in your heart, even in the midst of your sorrow. That's joy. You know, and when, when you look to God to undertake for you, so then you counted it all joy. Then you, you know that you're going to stand. You, you do like they, uh, like Hananiah has said, you know, even if he doesn't, okay, we're not going to bow to your idol. So counting it all joy, and you're, you're, in your heart you're content with the Lord because he's working it out for you. Mm -hmm. On the outside, is it okay to be uh, angry? Well, I don't think a person can, can be, be angry. Can you be sense. angry and vent and yell, and at the same time inside your heart know that Lord, I thank you because I know you're going to take me through this. I know you're going to bring me out. I know somehow, some way, you understand what I want. You understand whether it's a sickness or a, a financial mountain of debt or a temptation or whatever. It's That's not possible, is it, to be right. on the outside angry? Yeah, I don't think you can. I th because what's in your heart is going to come out. So if it's in your heart, you're being thankful to the Lord. And being grateful, then that's going to that's what's going to come out. The praise of the Lord is going to come out, and then uh, humbling yourself is going to come out, and acknowledging that the Lord is in control, that the Lord lifts up and brings down. That's what's going to come out. All right. So the the next verse says, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. So um, that's trying your faith. When you're going through something, and it could be for like a month or two months or, or years. a year or many years. Mm -hmm. That's the trying of your faith because, you know, sometimes you'll sit back and say, I wonder what the Lord's going to do, how long? You know, like, I think that, like David in the Bible, uh, in Psalms, he mm -hmm. said, how long right. are you going to let this go on? Right, like Habakkuk. Right. Um, you see all this. You see the mess. You see, right, and and you don't hear from the Lord. You don't you don't have an answer. You don't have a solution. Well, you might not have a timeline. You know, you, you might hear from the Lord in the sense that He gives you grace, He strengthens you, but He might not tell you the day or the hour or the month or the year. He just he, but He sends His His grace. He sends like a, a reinforcement within your spirit that you know that. And you can go through that regardless of what is set before you, that not only are you able to bear it, but you're also going to overcome. Okay, so when people are, you know, because I think in this day and age, there are a lot of people that just don't have patience. And you see.
they don't have patience because they don't have love. You know, they I, I have, do you think they have faith? Do you think they know about the Lord? I, I don't know. I, many of them, I believe, do not. You know, and, and there are some that might have known the Lord and no longer acknowledge Him because when, when you love something, it, it does something for within you. You actually go that extra mile. You actually endure that extra hardship because love will require you to have patience. Okay, the practical that say today I have patience and I'm, and I'm going through my trial. I don't care for it. I don't like it one bit. I'm looking for the Lord to get me out of it. I, I just hate that I'm in this situation. And, but I know God's going to deliver me somehow, some way. And, you know, you're, you're like that for a day or two or whatever. And then after that, all of a sudden, you're starting to lose heart. You know, mm -hmm. it's like you're getting angry. You're getting irritated. So you like go on, you're going backwards. Right. Then you have to ask yourself, why am I getting irritated? Why am I getting angry? Then you have to search yourself, you know, to find out. And because I believe sometimes, too, when people, it's like as if they kill someone. Sometimes I'm thinking if they really search within themselves, they might find that given an opportunity and to have sat down and talked about it, it's not so much ending the person's life, they wanted probably to end whatever it was that was causing the them. frustration, right. the anger, that irritation. Of, right. You know, I think that's why some people get angry, too, because they just... It seems like it builds up inside of them, and you feel like you gotta just let off steam. Right. Yes, and I'm thinking if they could have expressed it differently, then and somebody could say, "Well, this is how you can get rid of the frustration." They probably could have done it without ever harming anybody, but in their mind, this was their only solution. You know, you know I've been to, to the point where I don't. You know, all these things come at me sometimes, and I don't know what to do with them. I, I, you know, it's like you're in the middle of something, and and it's just going over and over and over in your head. I'll get on my knees, and I'll tell the Lord, I, I just don't know what to do with all this. It's all mm -hmm. in my head. It's all right. in there. It's bothering me. It's almost like tormenting me. It's mm -hmm. like I hear from every side, no matter who I talk to. You know, I've, I've had those days where no matter who I... I spoke to that day, no matter what I tried to do, no matter how nice I was, it just was awful. Right. It was awful. Yeah. And then I'd have to get on my knees and I'd tell the Lord, I don't know what to do with all this. I mm -hmm. just, you know, if you could just take it out of your head or take it out of your, take it off of your shoulders and throw it someplace. Right. Lord, I don't know what to do with it. I said, Lord, can you take it from me? Can you help me with this? Right. And then... And wait for the Lord to help because I tell the Lord too. I say, I don't want to dwell on those things. Once I thought about it, I say, I, I want to go past it. I want to go forward. I don't, I want, I don't want to dwell on it. I, look, I recognize that it has happened or it's happening. I said, but unless the Lord gives me a solution on how to solve it or if he just solves it for me, I don't want to dwell on it. I want to keep moving to something else, you know, something that's edifying. Mm, so it's so... The trying of your faith worketh patience. So I guess that's right. a necessity. Yes, because it will. It will make you patient because your faith says, I and, trust in the Lord. And it doesn't say that sometimes, or maybe once in your life, you're going to have 
the trying of your faith right. once in a while. No. It's gonna, it could be like back to back to back to back. Right. It's, a, it's an everyday declaration. We die daily. We crucify the old man. Uh, his mercies are new every morning. We go through every single day. And it makes us patient. You know, not, not uh, singular. It, you're, you become a patient individual. It makes you a patient person. You know, a patient saint. You just you you just recognize that the Lord does things in His time. You you can't. You know, I have a cousin. You know, once he realizes that you're telling him to do something, he won't do it. I mean, he can get it all for it. But the moment he thinks that you're telling him to do it, he just would stop cold and just refuse to move. You know, so it's like you, you can't make him do it. No matter what, so you have to approach it from a different end. So a lot of people feel like they want to try to make God do something. You can't make the Lord, so you have to be patient because you know that the solution is in the Lord, and you can't make him do it. Okay, so one of my questions I had was how does a person practice patience? And that, that I guess we answered that. You look to the, you look to the Lord. Right. You pray. You thank God for, for what he's going to do for and, and you. Trust, and you trust him to do it. You actually say, Lord, I, I, I know that if I ask of you bread, you're not going to give me a stone. You know, you're fish, you're not going to give me a snake. God's not out to try to trick people. He doesn't set them up, you know, just for the sake of saving them up and then, and then just leave them hanging without uh, recourse. The Lord doesn't do that. So when we're looking to the Lord to help us, the Lord is going to help us. It's not something that may happen. It's something that's going to happen because we need him to help us. And he said he supplies all our needs. He supplies all our needs. And that need is continuous. He supplies every single one of us. So um, we talked about getting irritated or angry. So does that mean that you don't have patience if you're angry or irritated? It depends what you're angry or irritated about. I'll say like um, sickness, you know, where you just don't see, you, and you're in pain a lot, or you're depressed for so long, and you can't, you don't feel like you can, well, I think the natural things, you know, you know, I think, um, I don't know, maybe, maybe my question is more like, if people don't understand you, or if they're 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 not treating you the right way, it, is it okay to get irritated and sure. angry and yell at them? Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, you can be angry and, and, and sin not. I, that's and then, that's not. And then if you do that, do you still have patience then? Patience for, I mean, for, I mean, when you're yelling at them, what are you yelling at them about? Patience for for what? So to not yell, or I mean, are you? <laughs> Well, sometimes a person, I mean, I, just because... someone just doesn't say, I don't understand, someone say, like, I don't understand you, mm -hmm. or what you're going through, or, and I feel like I'm going to give you some advice, and you just get irritated with me, and you just say, I know what I have to do, or you, or you don't understand. Yeah, that's, don't... that's a lack of patience. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you, you, you're being irritated. And sometimes you, you might not want uh, to hear it. You know, sometimes you feel like a person doesn't understand, but and when you lash out, to me, then you reach the end of your rope, then you have lost your patience, you know, uh, for the most part. But some people, you, 
they just, they don't get the fornication. They, they just lash out. That's where they are. They're right at that point, you know. It's not going from A to Z. They're already at Z. So when you try to tell them something. So then after you vent and you get that all out right, of your then they're fine. you got to start just practicing patience again. Yeah. Don't go to the Lord and say, Lord, that, that's not what I meant to do. Or I know you can But the, you But the thing about most people is that once they vent, they feel better. Yeah, they do. Right, it's just because they're giving into their flesh, and so they feel fine. It's, it's finding that you can vent without without attacking somebody. You know, you can you can find different ways to vent because Habakkuk had to vent. He told the Lord, "How long am I going to be watching all this wickedness?" But he wasn't really venting at other people. No, he was venting his his feelings his frustration. to the right to the Lord. He was telling the Lord, "This is how I feel," because I have told the Lord. And Lord, if I say anything because he knows my heart, I said, Lord, if I say any other thing, I would be lying. I said, so no need to be trying to pretend that this does not affect me. Well, this time went by very fast. This week we'll have to, um, this is a good topic. I think we'll have to continue next week. Yes, praise the Lord and let everything that have breath praise the Lord. Today's verse of the day comes from 1 Peter 1 and 7. That the trial of your faith being much more precious than of gold that perishes, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. Now, ain't God all right? God is all right. Praise the Lord. Last week's food for thought was, after all the animals were put into the ark, how long was it before it began to rain? And the answer is, Seven days. And the answer can be found in Genesis chapter 7, verses 9 and 10, which reads, There went in two and two unto Noah into the ark, the male and the female, as God had commanded Noah. And it came to pass after seven days that the waters of the flood were upon the earth. This week's food for thought is, How did Noah know that the flood waters were dried up? Hint. The Bible. And that's 